Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for you to meet our guest today, Shelly Burns. And I'm also really excited to dive into this topic here. So I actually think we've we've touched on it in a couple different episodes. Um, we touched on it in one of my online events in a little bit more detail, but we haven't talked so much about perimenopause and menopause around here. So I'm really excited that we are doing this and that we're starting this conversation because I think it's a really important one for us to have as women as we head um, into our 40s and 50s. Um, I personally am in my mid 40s, so feeling really in the midst of all this. And I, I, you know, I'm a super supported human. Like I, I go out of my way to get the support I need in life in general. And this is a topic that's been hard to find support around. It's so interesting. But, you know, my doctor can't always have an educated conversation. Um, I feel like the older people in my life, because they didn't talk about it for them, it was sort of like a bleep and it maybe quote unquote happened in a day was what my grandmother used to say. But I really do think it's a building up process and, you know, things start to shift. We start to hold weight in ways that we didn't hold weight before. Um, maybe we're, our moods change and fluctuate a bit more than we're used to, Um our body just like responds differently to things. And all of this can be part of this amazing process of perimenopause. And a lot of times it happens, I will say, it happens at an inconvenient time in our life because for many of us, it means that our kids are like in the teenage years. And also for many of us, it's at a time when we're really stepping into the most meaningful piece of our career. And all these random changes are happening in our body. So I'm really, really excited to for this to be the beginning of more conversations um, about this since part of Plan Simple is really responding to what our body needs. That's part of my mission here. Um, and so this is a really super important piece. So Shelly has also gathered... <laughs> I think over 30 amazing people to speak about this time. She's putting on a summit, um, which she's calling Maneuvering Menopause Summit. We will put a link to it in the show notes. Um, We'll put an image. Plus, we will also put a link in the link section. So make sure to go check it out. It's happening live from October 25th to 27th. And it's amazing because it's just all this amazing free content. And of course, as always, if you're busy those days, you can upgrade and get replay access. But it is just going to be a wealth of information about this time in our lives. And I asked Shelly to come on the podcast because her story is just so great. And between the two of us, we both share a bit about our stories of just what we're experiencing right now in the, in the middle of it. You know, neither of us have finished our cycle and we're both experiencing different symptoms around perimenopause. And I just think it's so important to 
or for me, it's important that I am as honest as possible about all the things that are happening with my body, with my family, with my home, with my work in the best way that I can so that we can really start to, so I can lead as much by example in reimagining how we navigate um, this this path that we're each on, right? And so this is an important piece of the path for me, at least right now, because I definitely am noticing some differences. So remember, go check out the summit. The links are in the show notes, which you can get to at plansimple.com. And with no further ado, let's get Shelly on the show. Let's meet her, hear what she's up to, hear her story, um, and hear a little bit more about what she's learned in talking to over 30 experts about this time in our lives. Hello, Shelly. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you today because this is one of my like... Uh, secret hidden favorite topics that my my family doesn't want to hear any more about. Like, I think I'm scaring my children sometimes, <laughs> but that's okay. It's all important. So we're going to talk a little bit about this phase in life that women tend to go through leading into menopause, right? And um, just hear your whole take on it, which I'm super excited about. So before we get into that, though, tell us like how you got into all this, because I know that you've sort of dealt in all different ways with the body. So take us a little bit on the journey to where you started really caring about this particular time of life for women. Well, um, it's, it's pretty similar to a lot of these, a lot of women that I've heard the story. So, um, I've always been active. I played college basketball. I own a gym. Uh, so I've always felt like I've been in control of my body. Like if I wanted to lose five pounds, I could lose five pounds. If I wanted to lean out, I could lean out. Like I was always in charge. I felt like, um, and then right before beginning of last year. So right before COVID hit, um, I started getting like mild anxiety and it, it wasn't too bad, but I was like, what is, what is this? You know, I kind of gained five pounds and then COVID hit. And since I own a gym, it was shut down. Well, my doctor was saying, uh, well, maybe you have anxiety because the gym is shut down. And I was like, well, I really don't think that's it. This is the first time I've had a break from work <laughs> since I graduated college. Like I'm, I'm not stressed. I gave out all the equipment. I, you know what I mean? Like the gym was running just fine. People were still paying memberships because I was still writing up plans and they had all my equipment. And I was like, I'm, I'm actually relaxed, but my anxiety started growing. And I probably went to the doctor four times in about eight months um, because it, the anxiety was getting worse and they kept increasing my dose and they kept um, changing it. And so finally, um, and there, I didn't realize it at the time, but there were other things happening too, but I slowly also had put on weight probably at this point in about eight months, it was 20 pounds. And I was like, you know, losing it a little bit. And uh, finally, I was like, I can't, I can't go to this doctor anymore. Like he just keeps, he's not listening to me. I kept saying there is something else going on. Cause I feel like I'm aware of my body, but I didn't even know what I was going through other than uh, I thought maybe I was, you know, having a nervous breakdown or something. I felt like I was losing my mind. So he basically, or this new doctor said, let's just do some blood work. You know, it could be this, could be this. She didn't say anything about hormones. And then my labs came back and my hormones were at the very bottom of the baseline. And she said, let's just, let's try a low dose of HRT 
and try to get you stabilized because right now you're so heightened, your amygdala is so heightened that, and your cortisol is so high that I don't think you can come down naturally. You need to, you need to get something quick. So very low dose. And within two weeks, so that's over a year, year now, um, I have not had any anxiety, like, and, and it was crazy the, the, that quick turnaround in two weeks. Cause I had felt terrible for that whole year. And, um, I mean, it was scary. I was going to lose my relationship. People at the gym were like, what is going on with you? Cause I was so out there and, uh, yeah. So that kind of started, started my journey and that I, once I knew that and looking back, I had, I was having night sweats. I just thought every morning I woke up, I was like, do, do I have COVID? I would check my temperature. <laughs> no. Uh, it's Cause a lot of times, I mean, I'd wake up soaking wet. I'm like, I had a fever last night. I had to have, and I still wasn't thinking night sweats. I was breaking out, um, the weight gain and stuff like that. So I just didn't put two and two together. But again, I, I didn't even know what perimenopause was until the doctor said, okay, so and I was like, well, and, and just to take a few steps back from all of that, yeah. um, so just so everyone understands, like basically what your blood work came back was that your hormones were really out of balance. And a lot of the levels that usually would have been higher in, uh, you know, your, your younger years had, had dipped down. And so what you were getting was sort of like a hormone balance with that medication, right? Is that? Yeah. 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 She, she just basically said, um, you need to, we need to get your stress down. I'm, I'm worried that because I was at, at my last rope, I went to her desperately, like something is wrong with me. I'm going to be in a sane asylum. I feel like, like I had no control over my feelings. Or when I look in the mirror, I'm like, who, who even are you? I didn't like myself. So it was, it was crazy within two weeks. And I know not everybody's journey will be the same, but within two weeks of the very lowest dose, I was, I stabilized. And interesting. it was like a miracle when I had almost gave up on myself. Like, no, this must just be how I am. Like I just have anxiety. I'm, I'm having panic attacks. So that's kind of how it started. And then I kind of just put myself through, uh, once I knew it was perimenopause, I put myself through a different workout program after doing some research, different nutrition. Um, I changed my mindset, started working on self-care and within 12 weeks I had lost the weight. Uh, I was feeling better. And to where people at the gym are like, what are you doing with yourself? Um, I want some of that. So that's kind of how it all started. And that became your blueprint. Yeah, that became the, the fit menopause blueprint. I put 10 women through it and um, they all, all got results. So um, they started telling everybody and it just kind of grew because women don't realize that they are, they don't even realize what they're going through. Number one. And number two, um, you can't do what you used to do that. Like your mindset has to change. Like I wanted to do what I used to do, but I had to change, change how I was approaching my body at that point. Right. And, and just also to go back one more time that, that, I mean, you were a gym owner, but you also have a background in chiropractic work too, right? So like you've been working with, with people and probably some women and their bodies for a long time. Like that's literally your work. And still like, you didn't know that this was coming, which is so interesting because there's so many women probably listening who don't do that for work and are like, Oh my gosh, like if she doesn't know, like, what am I yeah, supposed it, to do? It was, I actually look back because I can remember, I've been a trainer for, and a chiropractor for 20 years. Um, and looking back when I was in my late twenties and had graduated chiropractic school and, and, and had my own personal training gym in, in Los Angeles at the time. Um, I, I can remember certain women that they were in their forties and fifties. And I was like, 
they're, they're at home. They're eating whatever they want. There's no way they're working out with me three to five days a week and not getting results. Like they say they're eating good, but looking back, I mean, several of these women probably were struggling with hormones and, and all sorts of things. And, and, me and they didn't bring it up. And, and I had no idea at that time, but now I feel like I can be such a better trainer to women, especially the 40 to 60 range, because I understand and like I've, I've learning and struggled through it myself. So yeah, uh, I, I feel like I was a terrible trainer. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure you are not, but tell us like, tell us a few of the like things that might be surprising to hear about any of that, whether it's like how we move or what we eat, like what are some of the things that are just like, we might be conditioned to think we're supposed to do it this way and get really frustrated when it's not working, but actually when we're in this phase, it might be a little bit different. Yeah. So um, the last year before I realized, um, and I was doing the same thing I was doing, I, I tried doing two workouts a day. Cause that's what I used to do. Um, I would run, I was a, a, a endurance runner, like half marathon distance. So um, I was doing races. I was, you know, doing all this stuff. So you don't need to beat yourself up. Actually, when I changed over to like the fit menopause blueprint method, actually less is more. Um, we focus on mobility, yoga, um, for warm up instead of like this aggressive warm up. Um, and then the workouts are 20, 20, 30 minutes, depending on, you know, how you're moving. And, um, it's all body weight and a set of dumbbells. So, um, way different from CrossFit, which is the type of gym I own, which is lifting. And, you know, it's, it's way different ends of the spectrum, but um, you do have to approach your body a little different. That's the first one. And nutrition. I mean, when you're active, you typically can eat whatever you want um, and your, your workouts maintain where you're at. But when you hit this uh, zone of gaining weight, um, cause your body's mad at you, just kidding. Um, cause the hormones, <laughs> the hormones are coming at you. Um, you have to, you have to change. Well, for me, there are a couple different diets and nutrition that work for people. For me, it was macros. Um, I had to increase my protein, decrease my carbs and not, not a keto diet, but I did have to eat a little bit more protein. And then I, I also incorporated intermittent fasting. So, and not a dramatic intermittent fasting, but like I probably would eat till 11 and then I would stop eating at about seven. So yep. Um, I, I just had to watch, I had to change my lifestyle basically. And it's interesting because like, you know, even, even you knowing how great you feel now, like we have all these things of like feeling somehow like it's bad that we're in this phase, you know, and obviously the doctors who think we're crazy don't help the situation, <laughs> but <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, I, I talk to a lot, a lot of women and, so I hear so often, I'm so tired, like, I don't want to be this tired or um, just like all these different ways that we basically don't want to be. But what's so interesting is it's literally like our body telling us what we need, because if you're tired, then what you're saying actually makes so much sense, right? Well, then don't yeah. run seven miles, like do exercise, like move your body, but in a way that like your, your tired body wants you to move it. Right. And like, so it, it actually, it's like, our bodies are so smart. They're like telling us we're just not listening. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, relax today, relax. Um, and there are, there are other forms of workouts out there. Like they don't have to be this aggressive, 
Um, and I still love CrossFit. I just only do it probably twice a week. And then I do this other type of workout. And then I've, I've started running again. Now that I lost the 20 pounds, my knee stopped hurting. So that was the other thing. When you, when you gain weight, your body starts compensating, you get muscular imbalances. Um, from the chiropractic standpoint, uh, it can, it starts putting so much pressure on your joints that you're not used to. So also what you used to be able to do, you also can't do because your, your body hurts. And I just have knee surgery. So, um, I had, I wasn't able to run for about a year and that's like my, my sport. I love obstacle course racing and I wasn't able to do it. Well, there was no races last year anyway, but, um, yeah. And then mindset also, that's the other one. So, fitness, you have to look at differently nutrition, you have to look at differently and mindset, because it's real easy to get swept into this, um, negative mindset or where you're, you're really hard on yourself. Like, I basically am working out and eating right. And I'm not getting anywhere. And it's, it's really easy for most people to be like, I give up, like I'm not getting anywhere, but you got to look at it as you are getting healthy, even if you're not seeing the outside results, because inside there's so much going on in there and everything ties together that it is important to move and be active. And again, it doesn't have to be super strenuous. I mean, I started walking now, if you told me to go for a walk an hour a day, I would have been like, I would have laughed because I run like walking to me takes longer and I want to get it over with. So, but I started doing that. I started going, getting acupuncture. Um, oh, I love that's acupuncture. good for your, yeah, I go, I was going twice a week. Um, and I'm going to actually, uh, be talking to her also. Cause she's great. Um, and then I was getting massage every other week. Um, and like a deep tissue. I don't, I don't like the, the, um, very light touching. So, uh, yeah, I just incorporated self-care and, and mindset. And I, I just really had to look at what I was going through differently than looking at it. Like, Oh, my life is over. I'm not going to be as athletic as I was. I had to just stop. And now when I'm hard on myself, I can be like, you know, this is a natural process where all women are going to go through. Um, and it doesn't have to be this sad, you know, time, like you can embrace it and, and enjoy it. Well, and gosh, a massage every other week and acupuncture twice a week. Like, I mean, that's, that's nothing sad. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like who doesn't want that? Yeah. I was just trying to balance out my body at yeah. the time. I, I, I was it. also trying to find natural ways because when you're on anti-anxiety meds and higher doses for eight months, it's, it's hard to come off of those too. So I also had to incorporate, uh, like I said, the self-care and the mindset stuff to be able to come off those and, and level myself out. Because even if I felt level from the HRT, it wasn't necessarily going to, um, I still had to come off of those. And, um, it's just as a process yeah. with that, with that. And stuff. does, does, balancing out your hormones and doing the work to really um, settle into this phase, like in a more nurturing way, does that help with Like, does that help with it? What's the end story of the anxiety? Uh, well, story? I'm, I got off the anxiety meds. And again, I think the self-care stuff helped, even though it's, it's costly, but it was a period of time in my head. I was going to dedicate a period of time spending extra money on myself to try to get over the anxiety med. So yeah, no, no anxiety. I'd not had a panic attack since I originally found out I had, I was on the HRT initially. Yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah, I, I can like use my mindset to, if I feel like a mild anxiety coming on, I can, you know, just 
oh, this is just, and then it's over. So like I've, I've gotten control over it too. So I love that. Well, and it's so interesting because like, if we think about this natural process, like whether we've had children or not, by the time we're in our forties, like we, as women have given, like, no matter what we've given a ton of like energy, love, like probably more than we have many days of our lives, like to give, right. Like then we we've actually given to ourselves for years. And so it's, it's interesting because when we hit this phase and the solution is really to take really good care of ourselves, it's like, it makes sense so much sense in terms of like the project, like the trajectory of where we, how we've gotten from there to here. And we've practiced for so many years, not letting ourselves take care of ourselves that it's like, then we have to, we have to convince ourselves that it's okay. Even though it's so naturally like makes sense that yes, after doing all that caring, like it's time. Not yeah, that you I've, shouldn't do it along the way, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've had, I've had a couple clients in, in the fit menopause blueprint that they were, they're younger. They, maybe they had a hysterectomy. And so they're kind of in a little bit of the stages of the, the symptoms going on, but for them, for them, it was the mindset. Like I really had to work with them that because they still have kids at home. I'm like, listen, you, you have to put yourself first, you know, or, or um, for a chunk of the, the day, because you're not going to be a hundred percent for your kids or your family or your work. Like you have to take care of you. And sometimes like, I'm like just 20 minutes a day. Like it was hard to talk um, a couple of these girls into 20 minutes a day. I need you to focus on yourself. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was a challenge for a lot of women that have those responsibilities, the younger women. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. Like, yeah, like it is, it's really hard and it's so weird. And, And what we forget, I think is because and you know we talk so much around here around time, but it's it's interesting because um, you know I'm 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 pretty much on this mission to like make it so that like time time doesn't actually have to be like equal in terms of like the time, but it does have to be balanced in terms of like caring for yourself. And 20 minutes goes such a long way. And I think some of us are like, well, 20 minutes like that won't do any good. So why would I, you know, figure out how to find 20 minutes? I need like six hours at this point because we're feeling so depleted, but I love the idea of 20 minutes because it really does make a difference if you start practicing it. Yeah. It just has to be something tangible that like how I look at the fit menopause blueprint is that it's a, it's a a course for a lifestyle. So you got to start with 20 minutes and eventually that they'll be like, I got a little bit more or you know, you go from 20 minutes, three times a week. And then you're like, all right, let's add in a fourth day, even if it's reading for 20 minutes, something. So over that 12 weeks, I look at it as I'm also trying to get them to, to grow a little bit and to be more comfortable with those things. So I don't do anything drastic, like every day, you know, you got to work out. It's more like, what can we, what can you accomplish in this, these first two weeks? So each two weeks is like a different um, way of looking at, at the program, depending on how that's going. Yeah. I love it. All right. So one, the way that we met, which is so fun is that um, we've already, we've already talked once, but, uh, but on your, yeah. your, your channels, because we're, <laughs> I'm going to be in your summit, which is collecting a bunch of people who have a different, a lot of different thoughts about this time, um, which I'm assuming is because you're like in this mode of just wanting to inquire and know as much as possible. Right. Oh, so yeah. tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. So, so first of all, what's it called? It's called the, it, the maneuvering the maneuvering menopause summit. Awesome. All right. And so 
Yeah. And everyone who listens here will get ton, will get some information about that for sure. Because as, as it comes on, we will be telling you, but tell us yeah, how to get and, there. And yes, you were an amazing speaker on it. So <laughs> they can look forward to that. Um, it's going, it's a virtual event. It's going to be October 25th through the 27th. Um, it starts at 10 a.m. Eastern and there are 10 speakers a day and they're roughly wow. 45 minutes to an hour. And it's kind of broken up. So like day one is going to be all about hormones hormone replacement therapy and non-hormone replacement therapy. So 10 experts giving all that good stuff. Uh, day two is going to be more focused on fitness and nutrition. Uh, there's different types of nutrition in there. And then um, there's myself and another fitness expert that will be giving our views on fitness during this time. And the last day is mindset, self-care, and then intimacy. There's actually Ooh. three or four intimacy um coaches, life coaches. So there's um, a couple of those that were very, um, there was some show and tell. Um, and some of those. <laughs> Ooh, so, that sounds like you got to be part of it to go, so, go look. That's amazing. <laughs> I, you know, the last day they're going to get some more excitement. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, it's interviews myself and the, and the speaker or the expert and uh, it's, it's, it's a, all those topics. So if you have interest in one topic, you could tune in to just that speaker. There's there'll be a website which um, I'm sure will be shared, and uh, you can see who's speaking, what their topic is, what day. Um, and the the whole summit is free, um, but there are bonus interviews and some bonus um, information and links that some of the speakers have shared extra. So there'll be like an upgrade to that, but um, the the initial summit is free with all the initial um, interviews. So cool, and and so important. It's funny. I was talking the other day to a bunch of parents who have um, the topic was coming up of like connecting with their kids, and one of the things that I always think about is like you know t- like telling the kids about sex and telling the kids about you know my I have two girls about their bodies and how they work and, and just doing it in a really um, comfortable, open, nurturing way, which many of us, you know, we're, we're, generations have, have, have gotten more and more open over time. And, you know, we, we might've come from a more closed um, story in our, you know, in our, our parents. And I was like, so it's interesting that I'm thinking a lot about this as a mother, because there's actually the equivalent coming up of like, I don't understand a lot about my body and what's happening to it right now. And there's not a lot of like information or, you know, and there's not, it's not a clear path of, you know, how to get it. I, I'll never, my grandmother, who's no longer with us. Like, I just remember her saying once, like, it just lasts a day you know, and it's like, no, well, maybe that was her experience or I don't know what that was, but certainly I, this has been longer than a day and I'm like, not even to the end yet. So it's, it's just interesting. Like, and it's so empowering that there's now, you know, people who are talking about this and and ways to get more information and women who want to connect on it, because I just think that's empowering to us. And it will be so empowering to future generations as well. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's, it's exciting because I remember when I first found out my mom hit menopause late, I'm going to, I say late in that she was like 56, yep. which the average age is 51, 52. So um, I said to her, I said, mom, why didn't you tell me this was going to happen to me or all that time I was struggling that maybe it's this. And she said, we didn't talk about that back in the day either. Like menop- she's like menopause is, you know, you have, you don't have your period for a year. And so I was like, you didn't feel any this stuff. She's like, looking back. Yes, I did. But 
I was like, well, thanks for warning me, mom. <laughs> but, uh, but I found out my sister who's two years younger than me also is in um, perimenopause and she just had to have a hysterectomy. So oh, wow. um, we, I guess we're hitting it young. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, and it's like, it, it might be longer than we thought. And it's funny. Cause I, I have the same thing. Like, as I ask people, you know, now, now as I get more comfortable asking questions of people who are older, it's like, oh, like they might not even be aware that that's what they were going through when they like had a hard time and thought they wanted to get a divorce from their husband or like, you know, um, were gaining weight and they thought it was, you know, like there's all these things that map back to this time. And as women, we just sort of like gotten our little silo and thought that this is the way it was, or this was normal, or if it was not normal, we certainly weren't going to talk about it. So it's just so great to see that it's all, all related. Yeah. All related. And it, it is important. Um, because like I've talked, well, I talked with a lot of the speakers during the summit. Um, yeah. Tell us some you know, of like, tell us some of the points that like were really important from that. Like the, your, some of your, like your three takeaways that you just like, Oh, three takeaways. more about. Uh, well, I learned a lot about intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else did I learn a lot about? As far as nutrition, I learned a little bit. i learned more in depth about like intermittent fasting and what's happening uh, with the body. And, and I think I had three speakers that all kind of spoke on intermittent fasting, but different, um, you know, different areas of, of the world. I probably had about eight or 10 speakers that are from the UK out of 30. Um, I feel like with menopause, they are, they have these, the UK's on top of it. I feel like as far as menopause, they've got a lot going on over there for women in the workplace, which I found out in this, in the summit that they're working really hard over there to um, make it something that you can say, I'm having a rough day, like this, I'm not feeling good or, or, you know what I mean? So they're doing a lot over there in the UK. So I probably had about 10 speakers on that. And then just about non-hormone therapy, like different supplements and things like that. Um, we had a couple speakers that were non-hormone replacement and they looked at more lifestyle type changes. So, but I will say, and this is the, this is the secret I'm giving away right now. You can control a lot of symptoms with fitness, nutrition, yeah. mindset, and self-care. You Are you going to cure menopause? No, we're all going to go through it, but you can feel better while going through menopause. And all the experts would, I feel like, agree on those. If you can just make your lifestyle better, even if slightly, you will feel better. Yeah, I so, definitely yeah. experienced that. I did a big... Um, nutrition reset, um, at the beginning of COVID, not even realizing that I was doing it for this. And, um, I remember my kids looking at me one night and being like, you know, and I'm a pretty like chill, like, you know, I'm pretty in tune with what's going on in my feelings and whatnot. And my kids were like, mama, you're so much happier. Like, like we could just feel how much lighter you are. And I was like, oh, and, and it was really like, I was having these cycles that were just like, there was two days a month where I was like, can I just move out? And I couldn't, cause we were in a pandemic, yeah. but you know, I could just feel my, my emotions just going up and down in a way that I uh, swinging in a way that I couldn't possibly control. Um, and nor do I need to, but food really just helped like calm. And it was a little bit of intermittent fasting, fasting. It was protein, which I'm vegan. So I had sort of lost a little bit of um, 
you know, if you don't pay attention to that when you're only eating plant-based, like it can seep out. And I was like, oh, like the pro, you know, I got to get those nuts back in. I've got to get tempeh. Like I just had to really pay attention to the protein again. And those little tweaks just made a big difference. Yeah. And they, they do for anybody. Um, I mean, in life in general, a lot of those things, but a, a lot of the, um, the speakers were great in that they, they shared in the bonus interviews, several things that you could like implement um, without having to go to a doctor, like a lot of stuff around this, you can, you can find on the internet or yeah, like I said, there are experts out there that, you know, there's this movement rising of people that want to be able to talk about this, want to be able to share what they're going through, want to be able to tell their friends or their significant other. I mean, they, I heard the story where back in the, I forget the time period, but way back in the day, um, women between 40 and 55 were put in a sane asylums, like constantly or for every, everything. And it was probably all hormone related. I mean, if you think about it, um, and this also, one of the speakers said is the highest, um, uh, percentage of divorce rate is between the age of 40 and 50. So, I mean, it all makes sense. My relationship struggled. I didn't know if it was going to make it, but I just kept trying to communicate. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know. I don't know. Um, because I actually was afraid myself. I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with me. So, um, communication is always important. And if you're afraid to communicate or you're embarrassed or ashamed, you know, that's, that's something to look at for yourself. Well, and why it's so great that people like you are doing things like this, because I think the more, the more we talk about everything, the easier it is to communicate about. So amazing. Cause yeah, cause on top of also divorce, which I've definitely heard that statistic and that I've also heard the insane asylum thing is that a lot of women at this age, if they have children have teens, which is like the hardest age to parent. So it's like, you literally are in this, like, and they're having, they're coming into a whole different set of hormones. If you have girls and and boys, actually, like everyone's getting like their own set of like this hormone influx while yours are dipping. And it's like insane making literally. So it's so good that like, we, we have like, that there are solutions and we're talking about it and we can make it a little bit better. And that, you know, we just, we don't think that we've gone nuts, which I think a lot of us might assume. Yeah. I know. Well, I <laughs> and, and you feel there's all sorts of stories on the internet and the, and the groups that I'm in of women that are going to their doctors after listening to what some of these women are, they're telling their story and they're like, wait, I think that's what I'm going through. So by you telling your story, actually on my Facebook, that's how the, also the Fit Menopause Blueprints are. I posted my story. I was very vulnerable. I posted my story and everybody's like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is what I've been going through. And it woke up a lot of people in my, in my own personal page. And I felt like, so I was like, well, this is important. People don't even know what what's happening. And I feel like I could help people. So that's also one of the reasons, but the, um, yeah. And the, just the whole, the community of women, you know, standing up and being able to say what they, what they're feeling is, is important. Cause it's, it's not usually a, uh, been a thing where you're able to do that without, I mean, for God's sakes, you couldn't even talk about being on your period sometimes and, and, Oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. So, yeah. I mean, to talk about menopause and all your emotions and feelings, you know, some, some people probably don't. <laughs> hear that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think it's so important, this idea of um, a community of women, which I'm sure you're gathering in your summit as well, is that, you know, 
it might take a minute, you know, for the medical institution to catch on. I mean, this is not like nutrition's not being taught yet in medicine. Like, you know, doctors are still telling people wrong information because they just don't have that much training in, in medical school. So much less like nuanced nutrition information when you hit menopause. So, or that you're even going through it or that it's different. So I feel like the more we support each other and understand that this is all just normal and and have some camaraderie in that is just amazing um because i I feel like that's the important part is that community um yeah just having somebody you can talk to and ladies if there is if you are struggling and you feel like it could be related um and your doctor is not listening to you or just putting you on medications or antidepressants or anxiety you know you can find a doctor that specializes in menopause. Um, I forget the website, but if you search menopause specialist, um, it might be the NAMS. Um, well, we'll Google it and put it in the show notes as well. So. Yeah. So you can find, find specific doctors that are specialized in this. And that's the doctor I go to. And that made a huge difference. They take their time. She listens. Um, it's not just in and out. Here's some meds for you. So that's amazing. That's amazing. And I think that's why I ended up because I actually, um, called you out on twice a week acupuncture, but I actually go once a week. It's the thing that makes the biggest difference. And, um, because I feel like a lot of alternative medicine practitioners have been trained in what much more women's health than our sort of mainstream doctors. And, um, we had a great interview and I can't remember that it's gone live on the podcast yet, but if it has, I'll I'll link to it about getting the most out of your health insurance. I think it has. So we'll link to that in the show notes. And, you know, a lot of times some of these things are actually covered and we just don't know it. So really utilizing that in in our forties and fifties, I think is a great idea. Yeah. And it's, and it's good to invest in your health. Like for me, this doctor, and I feel like some of the other speakers I talked to that have menopause clinics, you know, they'll spit, they, they all said, we spend an hour with you. Like we want to get to know what you're going through. And not only that, but they're, you know, they're listening. And for me, for my first visit, it was 350 bucks. But after that insurance picks up like your, your um, pap smear and your other, other visits. But for me, it's a, that $350 was like, I would have paid four yeah. times that just because it, it saved me basically. So. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for reminding us of that. I feel, feel like we forget how important our, our bodies are, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're, they're our temple. So we got to take care of them. Awesome. All right. Well, we will put details to the summit in the show notes so that everybody can show up. What are the dates again? It's October 25th through the 27th. All right. And I will be there. I'm so excited to learn more. I'm very curious about all the hormone stuff. It's good. Very it's good stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So have I missed any questions in all this? Is there anything um, you feel like you want to leave people with? I don't think so. The, the, um, the website is uh, going to be www.maneuveringmenopausesummit.com. So um, that's where you can find the registration. And then if you had any questions about the fit menopause blueprint, that website link and there's a free ebook on there is um dr dr shelley burns um dot com so right and that might be a great place to start as we wait for the the summit to yeah, come on there's right? a free ebook in there it'll be good 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and for being vulnerable and doing this work and then collecting all these people so that we have a community to learn from. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you once again. All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change comes from. But here's the deal. We always think action has to be huge in order to make an impact in our lives. And that makes things get overwhelming pretty quickly. But I have noticed that if we just commit to little doable changes, little actions, that they really do build up over time. And so at the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes from my conversations so that you can put some of what we talk about into action. And I do choose three, but mostly that's so that you can choose the one that resonates most with you and really lean into it, make it work in your week, play with it, make it yours. Because the other thing that happens when we're trying to make change is we sometimes can take on a lot of the changes that we think we're supposed to do. So when you're listening to these three doable changes, choose the one that like really lights you up. Like you really, you hear it and you're like, oh, I want to try that. And if there's more than one, what I would recommend is you try one this week and try one next week. All right. Here's what I talked about with Shelly. Number one, notice what's happening. It's so easy to brush up symptoms of menopause on COVID or stress or life being too busy. It doesn't help that we may have healthcare providers who dismiss what we're going through and tell us it's all normal or that it's something else. So start by getting really clear on what you notice in your body. Pay attention to things like weight, energy levels, hot flashes, night sweats, anxiety, discomfort, changes in your cycle, maybe hurting boobs. Y'all, it's all real. (laughs) It can be hard to remember accurately. So try tracking for a month or more. And the word tracking always overwhelms everyone. But all that means is having a notebook and it can be an old one. It's a great way to finally use an old notebook that you weren't sure what to do with and just carry it around in your bag, have it in your desk. um, And just remember a couple of times a day to jot down what you're feeling. And then at the end, you can go back and review. Okay. Number two, try acupuncture. We talked about acupuncture as one specific tool to help alleviate symptoms and help you feel better. If you have never tried it, give it a try. It's so good, y'all. And guess what? Most healthcare providers cover it. And it's like one of those benefits that sometimes goes way underused. Shelly and I both find it makes a world of difference. And like acupuncture, massage can also be supportive in this transition, or you could also just give yourself more self-care. Acupuncture is just a version of self-care. So if you're currently not including self-care in your days, just start with 20 minutes if you're not ready for acupuncture um, and see what happens. See how that really affects you um, and, and how you're feeling in your day. I have to say acupuncture has been the thing that really helped me normalize my cycle in order to get pregnant with my um, second and third kids. Um, It helped me when I was in labor and ready to have them. And right now, I think I've been going for the past 
I want to say five months. And I started off going because um, I needed to bring my daughter and she was a little bit nervous. So I decided I would do it at the same time. And when my amazing acupuncturist asked what was going on, I just sort of spewed out all the perimenopause stuff and we've been working on it. And it's changed so much so quickly. So I highly recommend. Okay. Number three, change your movement. More movement or harder workouts isn't necessarily the answer when it comes to movement or working out. Can you all hear that? More and harder isn't necessarily the answer, yet we are definitely conditioned to think it is. Shelly has most perimenopausal clients work on mobility and weights. Working with a trainer who is experienced in perimenopause and menopause can help you make changes that will reflect what your body needs in this time of your life. So when you're feeling bad that you just don't have the time to do all the things you used to do or do more and more and more because you feel like your body's changing, this might be an amazing moment where less is actually more, where less is actually more impactful. So maybe your doable change is taking a week to try some new things, to do some research, to see where you can find support in this way. All right. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast. And if you're listening to this in real time, hopefully I will see you over on Shelly's Summit. Mm-hmm.